to another episode of the VRMA Arrival Podcast. Today, I'm chatting with Corinne Oki, the Vice President of Client Experience at Breezeway. It's a good one. Thanks for tuning in. Well, thank you so much, Corinne, for, for joining us today on the VRMA Arrival Podcast. I guess just to get us started, if you could introduce yourself as well as your company, just um, and then we'll run into the, the questions. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and chat with you. So my name is Corinne Oki. I'm the VP of Client Experience here at Breezeway. I got my start in the vacation rental industry back in 2008 at a company called Flipkey. And we were later purchased and powered the vacation rental experience on TripAdvisor. So I spent about seven years there and joined the team at Breezeway just over five years ago and have sort of worn a lot of hats and, and probably done a lot of things that I was underqualified to do, but it's been a, it's been a really, a really fun ride. And, and it's been really great to introduce this sort of category or bring to light the category of property care. So for any listeners who aren't familiar, Breezeway is a property care and operations platform, uh, as well as guest communication and, and guest services. So we're really here to provide the tools that that property managers really of all sizes need in order to to facilitate the the work that needs to be done on turnover days and to make sure make sure that guests who are coming in and staying with them are coming into clean safe properties that really provide a great overall experience and so whether that means the cleaning scheduling or the communication around any issues that they have you know they're using our platform to, to do that Awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely have a question later on about you know, kind of professionalism in the industry. And obviously, yeah. this way is a big part of that. And, and that's kind of what your guys' bread and butter is. But we'll get there. I wanted to start off with asking you about the your annual property operations report. I understand you guys put those out annually. And I was wondering when this year's would come out and, and if you could share any of the findings from either past ones or the one you're working on now. Yeah, absolutely. So we um, we started doing this in 2020, right? That would be three years. Yeah. So we started doing this in 2020. So as you said, this is the third annual survey that we've done. And, you know, I think this year's survey has somewhere around a thousand responses in there. So we're talking to managers of all sizes and all destinations and, and really looking to help uncover some some trends and things that that are that are either existing and managers are dealing with today or that they think they're going to or sort of expect to be dealing with in the future. And so from that we, you know, we compile all of the data, we put it together in a really great package so that folks can look at that and then evaluate how the things that people are already seeing or expect to see sort of can impact their business. So it covers things from guest expectations to staff and and guest communication to different technology approaches and technology stacks, as well as just overall industry industry trends. So we usually do that in the first quarter. And then I believe that this is expected. uh, The the property operations report should be available at the beginning of May for anybody who wants to to grab that on our website. You'll be able to find that and and download a copy for your own enjoyment and, and sort of understanding. But you know, I think what you can sort of expect, right, is that there's a lot of a lot of change, right? We've seen, I remember when I started in the industry in 2008, if you weren't using technology that was basically part of your PMS, it was a real stretch to get people to do that. And so we've mm-hmm. seen not only an extraordinary amount of change in 
the kind of adoption of technology from property management companies. But I think we've seen so much of that in the sort of escalation and growth of the industry uh, from a consumer or traveler you know, perspective, right? This is now significantly more, you know, it's a significantly more popular uh, accommodation type than it, than it maybe was, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. I guess, you know, semi-related to either report findings or not, um, what, what, what would you say are some of the biggest challenges that are facing property managers, maybe this year in particular, obviously the challenges have come and gone through COVID and, and now they're, they're, they continue to change and evolve. But um, I guess, you know, from from the first of this year, what what do you see as some of the biggest challenges? Uh, this year? Yeah, I mean, I think I think probably the biggest the biggest challenge that is impacting pretty much everyone is staffing. Right, we continue to see staffing troubles, regardless of size, regardless of of pay and skill and 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 um and and destination. Um, so staffing is is definitely a huge one. But we're also starting to see that as the industry becomes more and more you know, a bit more and more mainstream, right? And for those of us who are in the industry, we're like, well, it's been mainstream for 15, 20, 30 years, right? There are companies that have been doing this for a very long time. Um, but we are really seeing, I think, probably the height I mean, at least we hope it's the height, right? The height of the guest expectations, right? In today's world, consumers are just a little bit more savvy. They have... Um, higher expectations. They they have less patience for when things don't go the way that they want them to. So we're definitely seeing increase in um, in sort of the, the expectation, uh, not only for the booking process and the communication process, but for when they arrive, right? And, and these small little nuances that maybe somebody five or six or eight years ago may have overlooked are now becoming bigger and bigger issues. And so I think that what we're starting to see is that managers are starting, you know, have and, and, and continue to try to identify ways that they can really beat that at all odds. Because the worst case scenario is that someone checks in, finds something that's wrong with the unit, and then that stay is is your your it's an uphill battle the rest the, the rest of the of the way. Yeah, that makes sense about you know the changing expectations as it goes mainstream. Because you know before when it was niche, you know you just sort of. It felt mom and pop and you just kind of rolled with the punches. But now you're expecting, you know, this is almost a commodity now. You're like, I want these are certain expectations. And if they're not met, then, you know, that's what I expect from the hotel industry. And that's what I expect from the short term rental industry, except, you know, the hotel industry and other travel accommodations that have been there for a while. You know, I have years and years and years of these standards that have been built up. And, you know, while vacation rental management has been around for a long time, it's still relatively young as in comparison. Well, and, and I think that, I mean, you just, you brought up a really important uh, point, right? Is there are a lot of first time renters and those renters have this mentality of a hotel stay where they come in, they don't like the smell of the room or they don't like whatever, you know, insert whatever somewhat mm-hmm. ridiculous, you know, um, excuse of, of what it is, right? They call down to the front desk and, and the front desk manager or the reservationist or whomever it may be that they speak to says, okay, let me take a look. Oh, we can move you to room ABC. And that's a, a really easy switch. And that's not a, a luxury that, that vacation rental managers or short-term rental operators have, right? Like mm-hmm. you have a, a specialized set of homes in your portfolio and, and they may or may not be available and they may or may not have the same amenities of, of what were originally booked. And so 
you know, I think that that's a that's a challenge that we will continue to face. And and that's one of the things you're going to see in the property operations report is, you know, managing those guest expectations and, and continuing to build and elevate your brand are increasingly important for for folks in the industry today. I wonder if eventually it'll it'll come down to, you know, the people who maybe were trying short term rentals for the first time this past three years either decide that they love them or decide that that's not for them. And so it will kind of like weed out people. And right now it's kind of a boom because everyone's trying it. But then eventually people are going to realize that the, you know, the accommodation they're looking for is met elsewhere. Uh, and then maybe it will continue to be more niche. But it, obviously no one knows the answer to this. But I'm just no, and I, and I think that there's a lot of education uh, around what exactly the experience is. And and there are a lot of, of huge benefits you know, to say to staying in a vacation rental um, that you don't get uh, in a hotel, but somebody mm-hmm. who wants the room service and the all inclusive, you know, experience that's the daily housekeeping. Like those just are not things that that are are realistic in a vacation rental. But I do think you know another finding from the report is also just we are starting to see that as we're getting more of those hotel guests, so they are having more of those types of requests, right? They are asking more questions around that you would historically kind of think of as like a concierge style request of like, where's the best restaurant? What's this? Whereas like, you know, generally, you know, there's this idea that you go into a vacation rental and you sort of have this like privacy and comfortability of your home and and you're not being, you know, bothered, but property managers are always there to help you. But now we're seeing, and I, and I think, you know, most people listening would probably say they're also seeing more of those types of requests. What should I do here? What's the best Mm -hmm. restaurant? And I think that's exciting. I think it's sort of a future wave of, of, of where we're, where we may be going as an industry. Yeah, that's a, that's a great segue into kind of my next question of are there other big trends you're kind of seeing in the marketplace or do you expect to see in the marketplace coming about? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think that there's a lot, right? I think we are, we're sort of still at the brink, right? To your point of some of these folks are just sort of coming in and they may figure out that this is the right type of, of place for them to vacation or take time off or, or do whatever they need to do and, and others may not. But, you know, I think we're starting to see we're definitely starting to see this flex in as more companies are going remote, more of a, a longer term stay or a longer stay than, than maybe historically we've had. And, and so I think that some of the markets that have maybe historically had or relied on, you know, four or five day bookings may start to see longer bookings because people have a little bit more flexibility now and sort of where they're at and where they're working um, than they may have had three or four years ago. And then I, I also think, you know, we're we're going to just continue to to have to make sure that we are professionalizing the industry. Right. There's every day I just saw on a Facebook group today, a a new regulatory issue in um, in Tennessee. And I think that we're seeing more of that. And as more guests are coming into vacation rentals and, and more vacation rentals are happening and, and homes are being you know shifted into vacation rentals or short term rentals, um, you know, we're seeing that that's creating a little bit more of a buzz. And so they're you know, there becomes a little bit more of a voice uh, and potential opposition to that. So I think we also, as an industry, know the VRMA has done a ton with advocacy and and helping to to combat that. But I think it's definitely something that we need to keep our eye on and and make sure that we're taking the steps so that when those things happen, we have the information to say, hey, but here's what we as professionals are actually doing to combat that. 
Yeah, I think that's, yeah, there's so much there. It, it is in the news so much. And then obviously anytime anything's in, anywhere in the news, you know, people just believe whatever they've read, but don't really full know the full context of like, you know, there's actually, you know, VRMA conducts studies on those, you know, regions to, you know, economic impact studies, those sorts mm-hmm. of things that, you know, are what people are saying, is that actually true about, you know, vacation rentals? And are they just getting a bad rap because they're the thing that's getting the bad rap right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting when you start to look at the economic impact studies that the um, organization is, has really put together, right? Because so much of the tourism money is coming in from people who are staying. And when mm-hmm. you take away those estate taxes and things like that, right, that yeah. has an impact to your schools and your roads and your, your restaurants and your shops and all of that. And so, uh, you know, it, it's always easy to, to fight something, but when you actually sit down and look at it and the VRMA has been great at providing that actual information, you sort of, you sort of maybe take a little bit of a different approach to, to what that means. I do think that it, it continues to mean that like we need to, to have a little bit more, you know, we need to be, have a little bit more standardization, right? And, and we want to make sure that, that we're educating everybody who is doing this my opinion, right? We want to make sure that we're educating everyone to be doing it right and to be taking the right steps, not only as it pertains to like taxes and, and things like that, but also in like the safety of the, the rentals that people are coming into, because it's not a question that companies get, but it's definitely something that people expect, right? Mm-hmm. If, if I can book a, a vacation rental from company A on, on a, the same website, I can book a Hilton hotel. I expect that I'm having the same level of, of safety in yeah. those. And so I think that's definitely something that we see as a trend moving forward. I guess I'm backtracking a little bit to more of like the, the pandemic times, um, you know, in the beginning, did the pandemic force Breezeway to kind of rethink how it operates or, or change anything drastically to, to the business model? Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I said this a, a couple of weeks ago, but I um, I don't think that it made us necessarily rethink what we were doing. I think in many ways it, it confirmed that we were doing something that, that was right and was needed within the industry because we saw a lot more interest all of a sudden in what was being done to clean the homes, right? And so, you know, I think that it was an opportunity for us to help property managers actually showcase work that they were already doing. You know, Michelle Williams and I have spoken very frequently and, and not just she and I, but in, in settings around, you know, this professionalization and this, the standardization of cleanings and what was done and, and the, the steps that were taken were happening for a number of people. But the pandemic really highlighted that and created this space for people to actually showcase what they were doing. And I think that talks not only to travelers, but it also talked to then being able to go back to your homeowners and say, hey, look, these are all of these things that we're doing to make sure that your home is safe and, and well-maintained and all of that. So for us, I mean, I think it was it was a really great opportunity to help us help managers um, showcase their value of, of what they were doing and to start to get a little bit more credit. And and I think, you know, my, my personal belief is that for a lot of companies, it really shined a light on the operations staff and the value and, and impact that they have on the business. And, and I think that's great because it's it's wild when you think about how much work goes into turning over one of these homes. And, and it's cert- somewhat, not, not certainly not in all cases, but in, in many cases, just sort of been a cost of doing business. And it hasn't been something that, that we've been able to see a ton of investment in. And I think that the, the pandemic actually um, sort of highlighted the need to make sure that you're really paying attention to that. 
Yeah. And I, and I imagine for, you know, some of the more professional um, property managers and vacation homes, you know, they were, it was already table station. They're already doing these things, but yep. this gave them the opportunity to say, they didn't have to change anything necessarily other than just to showcase the fact that they were doing it. So it became a kind of a marketing or selling point, even though they Absolutely. didn't really have to. Uh, and then it, it raises the overall professionalism because if, you know, if one company is saying they do this and you aren't saying you do this, then what does that mean? Is that, yeah. mean, you know, not a professional or COVID friendly place? Um, so yeah, it, it becomes, it's interesting when things like that happen because it, it really does shift, um, you know, the, the expectations back to expectations of the, of the guest. Yeah. And, and, and like you said, this is what they were doing, right? This wasn't in, in many, many companies, nothing that they did differently. They didn't do anything differently than they were doing in 2018 or 2019, but now they got to sort of shout it from the rooftops about like all of the things that they've been doing. It also gave a lot of companies the opportunity to do things that they had maybe wanted to do, but weren't able to do. Right. Mm-hmm. So it created this sort of scenario in which they could go to an owner and say, Hey, we've got to get rid of all of your like floral bedspreads and we're putting in, you know, standardized duvet covers or Mm -hmm. we're standardizing the the kitchen utensils Mm -hmm. and and things like that. And that was a, there are a lot of companies that wanted to do that, but we're getting a lot of pushback from owners. And so this sort of propelled the need to do that Mm -hmm. a bit further for them. It's like a Trojan horse. We get to make these changes along with them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're helping people. I remember it's, it's funny when, when I started at Flipkey back in 2008, you know, our idea of their idea, it wasn't my idea. It would have been great if it had been my idea, but the idea of bringing guest reviews into the space, you know, had this, I remember it being like an ancillary benefit of people who were collecting reviews where they were going to the homeowner and saying that the couch sleeper sofa is so uncomfortable and like, we need to replace it. And, and the owner saying like, I love that sleeper sofa. I've been in my family for 20 years. And all of a sudden you started seeing these reviews where people were complaining about the sofa and the mm. owner's response was like, well, why haven't we changed it? And it's like, oh my gosh, we've been asking you to do it. So there's this ancillary benefit of, of this improvement. And, and I think we saw that think that's exactly what we saw here too, right? With mm-hmm. we were able to leverage and, and really shout from the rooftops all the great work that we were doing, but also make some improvements to our business and the experience for our guests so that we can meet those expectations. Similarly, I also think we started to see a lot more of the digital communication. A lot of companies cut out the, the need for folks to come into the office to check in or come into the office to check out. And so we started to see a sort of a big increase in an adoption around how can I better communicate in a way that makes it easier and, and kind of limits the, the one-on-one personal interaction that we have. Yeah, that's great. So obviously the, the industry is growing and continues to grow and has throughout the pandemic. Do you see that as short-term growth or do you see this as, you know, the, the kind of the sky's the limit here? What, what uh what's your prediction i guess for how far this industry can 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 grow i mean listen i think i've talked to a lot of a lot of managers who who say like you know our owners are well why why aren't our why isn't our revenue in 2021 as high as it was in 2020 and and mm-hmm. all of that um but i think going back to what we said earlier right managers have put in a ton of work over the last few years to to create this experience that is is parallel to in my opinion you know better than a hotel experience and so i think that that's going to ultimately pay dividends i think we've earned a, a space in a in a number of travelers who might not have it might not have considered a, va- a vacation home, you know, five years ago. And so I think that we're going to continue to see that. I think one of the 
latest reports from AirDNA actually talks about like a continued increase in demand through this year of about 14%. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't think it's, I don't think it's going anywhere. I do think, you know, I think it's, it's create maybe crazy isn't the right word, but probably unlikely to imagine that we're going to get back to the 2020 numbers that a lot of folks saw last year. But I, I think we're, you know, we're continuing to go through because as the, you know, as things open up a bit more and it's a little easier and, and people feel a bit more safe to maybe travel internationally again, we we may start to see um, that wane a little bit. But I, I think we've earned the right to have a lot of, of lifetime vacation rental guests moving forward. And so, I mean, I think it's amazing. Right. And I, I also think it's it's really interesting because, you know, there's been a lot of talk about what the you know, the downfalls of this like kind of new traveler persona have been. But I think with that, it's really allowed us as an industry to sort of say, hey, what do we have to do to meet that challenge and, and rise to that occasion? And, and so I, I think as an industry, we've definitely seen that happen. Yeah. And I imagine the amount of data that's being collected or has been collected over the past couple of years will only help you in the future try to like more target the, the actual people that moving forward will be your consumer who, you know, maybe some people started, tried the short-term rentals and then decided it's really not for them. But, you know, you have the more data you have, the better you can kind of target those people who might, yeah. you know, be your consumer ultimately. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think too, like, you know, it's not, I mean, not everyone is a a creature of habit. I go to the same place on vacation pretty much every year, stay in a different house, but I go to the same place. And and that's Uh not everyone, but you know, now people knowing that this concept of a, of a vacation rental doesn't just exist in, you know, the outer banks, right. Mm -hmm. You can do that in Key West. You can do that in, you know, Port Aransas, Texas and in Breckenridge, right. You have these options. You know, I think I think we'll continue to see a pretty pretty substantial increase in, in traveler demand. So we've been dancing around the topic of professionalism. I wanted to get your thoughts on, you know, a how do you think that you know short term rental property managers can increase their professionalism? Why do you think it's important that this industry does become more professionalized? And how do you think we get there? Yeah, I mean, I definitely, yeah, I, th- I think it's, I think it's imperative that we continue to professionalize, right? I, I think that we've seen a lot of that. I, I think we're seeing a lot of it in new companies that are coming up and and um, and really focusing on building the right tech stacks in order to scale and grow and, and to do it correctly. You know, I think there's a couple of things. One, very much, I believe that we have to empower our staff, right? We have to provide them the tools that they need to be most effective in their job. I think that's going to be a a big thing in making sure that that we've got the right professionalization that we need, right? That we have people who understand how to do things and that they're doing things safely. I mean, it's it's wild when I hear some of the the conversations and and the information that can happen around like the products that are being used and why you use product A over product B. And, and I think empowering our staff and, and really showing that appreciation is huge because that is going to make sure that we're continuing to deliver on that promise of clean, safe properties. And then I think, you know, I, I mentioned safe properties, but I, I think that we're going to see, a, I think we're going to see a big commitment to safety and not just the, oh, I have a smoke alarm, but I'm checking my smoke alarms. I have fire extinguishers. I've got CO2 detectors. I'm providing guidance for what needs to happen. It's definitely something that, you know, we have at Breezeway a a safety certification program um, that my colleague Justin Ford runs. And, you know, the amount of 
of interest that and, and the number of conversations that he's having on any given day with with property managers who want to make sure that they are are providing safe properties for their homes. Like I said earlier, right? Nobody calls the Hyatt and says, "Hey." Um, what what are you doing to make sure that my rental is safe? Right, there's this expectation, and and the Hyatt has like a 300 page document on what they're doing. Right, um, I don't suspect that we're at that point in in where we need to be, but I do think that that we're going to see a, a big a, a big sort of shift towards really making sure that that our properties are safe. And 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 there's a lot of things that are just small things that people don't think about. So continuing to do that is not only going to elevate our professionalism, but it's also, I hope, a combatant to some of the regulatory issues that that we may face as an industry moving forward. And so, you know, I was talking to someone the other day and, and someone said, you know, no one comes into work to do a bad job, right? No property manager rents a home to make it an unsafe place to be. So I think just having the right intent and the right intention is is going to, to be really paramount to that success. So but I think we have to have the right people doing the job and that commitment to, I, I talk a lot about the fact that, you know, property managers don't just have guests and owner clients. They also have their internal staff yeah. and that commitment to that internal staff or those external partners that they're working with. But the folks who are doing a lot of the work is going to really help with the professionalism of what that's, we're doing. That's such a great point. And that's, that comes up so much. What We have a, a committee, um, an editorial committee that, that focuses on article development for our magazine, our quarterly magazine, as well as our content hub. And something that we talked about a lot on our re- most recent call was, you know, the biggest issue they're dealing with right now is like hiring and retaining talent, workforce issues, like all of that, like operational stuff that, I mean, is affecting every, every company right now, obviously, but is, you know, so acute right now within, within our industry specifically, and how are we dealing with that? What do we need to do? And I think you're right. Standardization and having kind of these rules and regulations in place is going to make employees feel more comfortable with their jobs. And it's going to ultimately just make them retain them a little bit better. Yeah. Um, It's yeah, that's huge. Oh, absolutely. And I, and I think there's a lot, I mean, I did a session at the Spring Forum in Chicago with Sue Jones from HR for VR. And that's one of the things that we talked about, right? We had a bunch of panel or a couple of panelists from the Outer Banks and from Hawaii and from 30A. And they all talked about the challenges that that they have in hiring and recruiting people and, and being able to like, you know, essentially like train them in a way that makes them successful. And so I think that's that's going to be really, really important moving forward. Absolutely. My last question is really just, do you have any kind of predictions for the future state of the industry? Either, you know, not, not, I'm not even thinking like this year, I'm thinking like years out. What do you, where do you see this industry going? What did Buzz Lightyear say? The sky's the limit. Is that, is that what it was? Yeah. To infinity and beyond, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, no, I, I mean, listen, I think I'm, I'm so impressed with as an industry where we've come um, since I've been a part of it, which, you know, eight, 17, 15 years, something like that. I'm not very good at math, but, um, you know, a long time. That's a good amount of time. Uh, over a dozen. We'll say yeah. that's, that's definitely accurate, but you know, I think we have, we have made these steps in these, we've taken these steps and, and put these measurements in place and, and we have continued to, to just elevate the, the experience and drive a, a wedge or a sort of a distinguishing factor between the experience you have at a vacation home. And I think we, we continue to do that. 
But I also think we're going to start to see, you know, I envision we start to see a lot more sort of service providing happening. Um, And that's probably not the right words to use. But, you know, I think we in in an effort to continue to compete with that hotel world might start to 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 begin to, you know, incorporate and partner with local businesses on on providing some of those services. So whether they're activities or whether they are restaurant recommendations or, you know, a more sort of aligned experience that just makes it easier for guests. I think, I think we continue to see that as a forward movement and, and it'll be interesting to see sort of what happens because I don't think that we can expect as an industry, any sort of a decline in the expectations of the guests. Um, I can order something on Amazon and have it here in, in, in two hours. And so if you tell me it's going to take two weeks to get, you know, whatever, um, you know, probably going to be a little skeptical of that, but I, I think, um, I think we we will see a little bit more of that concierge approach that we're already starting to see, but I think that definitely bubbles up and becomes a, a bigger thing. And and I also think that like we just see, and this probably sounds self-serving, but it really isn't. But I think that we see a bit more adoption of technology to help us do what we what we what we don't need people to do, mm-hmm. um, so that we can take our people. And have them make the biggest impact in in either our business or the experience of the guests. And so, um, using technology to to help further your pro, your you know your success and and drive efficiencies within your business, I think is is really important because without that, right, we're throwing people at problems, and we know that there's a shortage of people. And so, it's best to use them where they can be most effective. And and to to turn to technology doesn't mean you take the person completely out of it, but um, wherever you're able. Well, I wanted to thank you again, Corinne, so much for, for talking with me today. Is there anything else you wanted to add? No, I'm, I'm, I just really appreciate the opportunity to, to chat with you and um, to be involved. You know, we've been supporters of the VRMA since Breezeways started. I um, and, and then going back, you know, to 2008, this has always been a, a great organization to drive education and community. And I'm just so I'm so thankful that we have the opportunity to have these like collaborative environments and the, and the, the opportunities to hear and learn from other people, um, because I think it, it really makes each and every one of us better at what we're doing every day. So yeah, um, thanks for giving me the opportunity to share some of my thoughts. Of course. I really, really appreciate it. Well, thanks again, Corinne. Thank you.